Welcome into part two of episode 19 for the fifth time for us. Uh, yeah. Nothing. Is it really an episode of Reds on Talk without some technical difficulties at some point? Not not anymore. No, honestly, it, just, like it. it loses pizzazz after a while. You know, when it when we don't struggle to get through it, it's not fun. Yeah, I feel like we had like a really clean like 10 weeks and then there's something like every episode. Yeah, yeah. pretty much computer, internet, my microphone, something music looping over something, whatever. Let's talk yeah. some more football. Let's let's jump into it here. We're going to talk about some uh, AFC playoff scenarios. Um, I kind of stuck to the more interesting ones, I, I, I guess, is how I'm going to word that. Um, so, so far clinched, we have the Baltimore Ravens. They have the number one seed clinched at this point. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs are in. Uh, they have the AFC West division title. I think they're locked in maybe to their seed too. I want to say I think they're locked to the three seed. If the I three remember, seed. Right? Yeah. I want to say that's correct. Then you have the Cleveland Browns in with a playoff berth, which is just wild to say out loud. Um, <sighs> and then you have the Miami dolphins who are also clinched into a playoff berth. Um, we're going to talk about the first situation here, which is the Buffalo bills versus the Miami dolphins. Um, so the way Buffalo can get in, Buffalo can beat Miami or the Pittsburgh Steelers can lose or the Jacksonville Jaguars can lose or Houston or Indy can tie, which is just we're not we're not talking about ties. Asinine. Uh, um, this game is going to matter. Uh, both teams are going to play starters in it because uh, obviously being the two seeds important. Right. And if Buffalo wins, they not only win the division, they also get the two seeds. So um, for them, that's also important. Right. Going to play in Orchard Park is uh, is tougher than people think, especially in these months of of January. And then uh, especially as we get into later January, too, and the snow actually hits that area, it'll be it'll be brutal to go up there and play. So um, it, it matters. Right. Do you. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. And the flip side of it is like Miami plays so much better at home. They also want that advantage. Yeah. Right? Like not so much that Miami has a great home. They do have a bit of a home field advantage, right? The, the sidelines, the sun, whatever. It's more so Miami does not want to go on the road. Yeah. You know, they would like to avoid the cold if they can. Yeah. And, and honestly, they have an advantage too, because of the fact that it's going to be so warm down there. It's going to be weird for players to want to go to Miami and experience it. You know what I mean? It's not going to be something that people are like, Oh yeah, let's go to Miami and you know, sweat because it's yeah. so damn hot down there. So it's a change that, of wardrobe for sure. Yeah. Do you have like, I mean, for you, who's it more important for? Is it more important for Miami or Buffalo? Do you think? Hmm. I honestly, I think it's more important to Miami because I think if this, that Miami team going on the road in general is just, they haven't looked great on the road all year, especially when just about every team that they're going to play, they're going to have to go play in the cold, right? Like, yeah. I mean, say they slip the seventh seed, the sixth seed, whatever the case is, like just the teams that are available left, Baltimore, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Kansas City. They do not want to be on the road in December or January against any of those teams or January. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're in January now. We're in January. Um, Yeah. So it's, it's more so about Miami wanting to be at home and be comfortable. And I love my team. I have full faith that we're going to knock out anybody that comes to Baltimore in the divisional round, but on that off chance that 
you know, the Baltimore gets upset like they did in 2019. That, I mean, that's the, that's the home site for the AFC title game at that point. Right. You know, so it is a very crucial thing. And I think Miami is just so dependent on playing at home that I think it means that much more to them. Yeah. And I think there's, there's more bad matchups for Miami than there are more bad matchups for Buffalo. Agreed. Uh, Buffalo is one of those teams they can go out and beat almost anybody in a lot of different ways where Miami's got to beat you one way and it's not going to be through clock management and playing a hard nose game. They've got to go deep and over the top, over the top. Yeah. If it's, if it's not electric play, like they're, they're probably going to struggle. Yeah. And I, I, I wanted to give some, a little bit of credit to Mike McDaniel. Um, they did get a little shellacked by Baltimore on Sunday, but that first drive, the first two or three drives by Miami, I was worried. They're coming out in eye form. Devin A-Chain is ripping runs left and right. They looked like they were running Kyle Shanahan's playbook through the first couple of times. So I like to see that creativity out of Mike McDaniel because if they can bring that type of game plan, I think they could win a road playoff game. But, like, they've got to do it at all levels, right? It can't just be A-Chain. I need Raheem in there. you got to get Tyreek involved in that run game at that point. Like, Go full tilt. Bring the wing, the wing T back, right? You get stuck in a road playoff game for Miami. Bring the wing T in, some jet sweeps with Tyreek. Just do the whole nine. Like, I think McDaniel can get creative, but they're obviously going to be a lot more comfortable playing at Hard Rock in Miami. Yeah, it's definitely it's it's going to be an interesting spot for both these teams. I think neither one of them necessarily wants to go on the road. There's teams that I feel like it matters less. Like Cleveland is a team where. I'm not going to sit here and, you know, get too in the weeds about whether it's a home game or a road game. I think Cleveland has some home field advantage, but that's a team that I could see. That team is going to be scary for a lot of teams in the AFC. Um, yeah. Defense travels. That is one thing that is for sure. And Cleveland's yeah. damn sure got one of those, you know, and a team with that level of physicality as well is always, is always going to be good, right? Like it just, Miami can get pushed around. San Francisco can get pushed. There's a lot of teams that can be pushed. I don't know if I should say San Francisco can get pushed around, but there, uh, yeah, I'd say San Francisco can get pushed around. There's teams that can definitely be, be out physical, right? Like, and yeah. I think that's a team that's, that's going to be really, really, really physical this whole playoffs. Yeah. San Fran shouldn't get pushed around. The issue is we've seen them get pushed around, right? I mean, Baltimore, yeah. Baltimore pushed Miami and San Francisco around, you know? So it's just one of those things. I, I do not want to see the Cleveland Browns in the playoffs. I can tell you that much. Yeah. Like, a lot of teams that probably feel that which way. Which is in so insane with where we're sitting at. But and that and that comes with the caveat too of like, you know, does Joe Flacco keep playing at a level that he's been playing at, right? Like there that is that is a bigger if than I feel like is being talked about because he's been so unbelievable, but Mm-hmm. it's also really hard at the same time to remain unbelievable. It's not yeah. like it's this easy thing to do. It's one of the most unpredictable parts about it that no one's talking about. Um, Cause again, you're right. Right. I mean, the four and one with Joe Flacco was a starter. Right. I mean, yeah, and the jets are sitting there looking like, are you tell me this guy's been on a fucking bench this whole time. We've been Zach Wilson, Sam Donald struggling. Joe Flacco's just been fucking chilling here. Could have been winning games for us. You know, so there's the chance that he falls off, and there's a much, much smaller chance. But Joe Flacco is a pretty solid playoff performer. He's always has been. January Joe is a nickname for him for a reason. He's holds one of the greatest playoff runs by a quarterback in league history. 
this is not – again, it's honest to God. If I'm – as a Ravens fan, if there's one team I do not want to see, I honestly think Cleveland might be at the top of my list, hmm. which is – I know that that's insane to say, but the other top contenders I've seen them beat this year, right, Miami, I'm not too worried about Miami. Um, yeah. Not, not that I'm like brushing them off, right, but I just saw us hang 56 on them a week ago. Not even a week ago, three, four days ago. Um. So and that that Cleveland team, they gave us issues the second time around. They had a crazy second half with Deshaun Watson. And also, guess who probably knows Baltimore better than anybody else that's going to be sitting in those playoffs? It's going to be the guy that spent literally his entire career as a starter in Baltimore. So, yeah, we were I was talking about this earlier uh, with with someone else is. They were like, what should Kansas City do to try to get better? Because they're resting players this week, right? And mm. I was like. They should honestly have Blaine Gabbert line up and throw the ball 40 to 45 times. And he looked at me. He was like, what? Like, how does that make any sense? I was like, if I was them, I would try to get, I would do every, I would throw Kadarius Tony five balls behind the line of scrimmage. And I would, you know, I would just have all these guys run shallow crosses or crossing routes or whatever you think is going to get them open and just tell Blaine Gabbert, Hey, listen, we want you to check it down on, 75% of these plays and just get to get, get the ball in their hands, right? Get these guys comfortable again, catching the football and like making something happen after the play. And everybody, but the starting receivers should be sitting for them. MBS, yeah, Tony, Rasheed Rice should all be out there. And that's the funny thing. I was looking at that today, right? Everybody's been all over Kadarius Tony, right? <gasps> all over MVS. Right, but Rasheed Rice has been the bright spot, right? The 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 guy that kind of keeps that the fan base somewhat have some belief in the receivers. You know who leads the team in drops this year? Justin Watson. Rasheed Rice leads the team in drops this year, actually. Are you sure? I think so. I thought I remember seeing that because I was surprised by it. I was like, if you talk to a Chiefs fan, I think probably a good 80, 75, 80% of them will be like, Rasheed Rice has been our best receiver this year. And drops has been the issue for the core in general. But from what I remember seeing, Rasheed Rice is leading them in drops so far this year. It's just I think MBS and Kadarius Tony have been the ones that have been under the spotlight, the game on the line. Also, Kadarius just hasn't caught as many. The thing with Rasheed Rice that gets kind of glossed over a bit is he's also probably the guy that has the most catches outside of Travis Kelsey as well. Um, oh, it is the- it is Rasheed Rice. You're right. right? I don't know and why. we're not talking I- about it. I thought uh, I thought Watson was leading the league for some reason. I don't know where I got that from, hmm. but yeah, it's definitely not not a good. Yeah, it's him and Kelsey are right there at eight and seven drops right next to each other. It's just not a good look. Yeah, not at all. So yeah, that'll that's what I would do is just get everybody back in the rhythm of of catching and and kind of moving it around. Um, Next one we're going to talk about is Colts and Jags, which is just a complete mess of a situation. So Colts and Jags, let's see. Let me get to Jacksonville. So Jacksonville will clinch the AFC AFC South title with a – oh, no, I'm on Houston. Wait, where's Jacksonville? Sorry. I had this all pulled up because it is gets complicated. So Jacksonville just needs to win or they can tie – and then Indy and Houston need to tie. So um, they play They play the Titans. I have that down as the Colts for some reason. 
Um, so it is one of those ones for the Jags, like this is the time to put up or shut up, or they miss the playoffs, basically. They are they are not getting a wild card spot as it as it currently sits. So um a lot on the line for them. And Mike Vrabel, you know, is gonna want to play spoilers, right? He's gonna want to push his team as hard as he can and and ruin a Jacksonville season. And it would be crazy because this is a team that won a playoff game last year. Everybody had high hopes for. I had high hopes for. I had Trevor Lawrence. He was my prediction to be MVP this season. So that clearly has not panned out the way that I thought it would. Um, but yeah, it's not looking like uh, you know it, they're in a tough spot. They've got to they've got to come out and win and, and put it away this week. Yeah, is it Jacksonville? Is there, are they in Tennessee or are they in Jacksonville? Uh, they are at Tennessee. At Tennessee, yeah. That's a tough one. I yeah. think they're probably all pretty happy. Or the Colts, I know we're going to get to them. The Colts are probably pretty happy that they're not having to play in Jacksonville for a playoff spot again. A lot of dark memories. Yeah. Daly's place in Jacksonville from a year or two years ago. Um, yeah. Um, it's going to be a tough one, man. Because I don't think there's probably any team that I would want to see less in the spoiler role than a Mike Vrabel-led Titans team. Yeah. Um, in a team that had spurts of looking extremely explosive, like, yeah, like just, just Deandre Hopkins will turn it on for like a game for some reason. Do you know that he has a thousand receiving yards this season? Oh, I don't doubt it. Yeah. Yeah. He's just had like like, four games where it feels like he catches like 200 yards. And you're just like, what, how'd that happen? I saw that. I, I think it was last week he locked it up and they're like another thousand yard season for nuke. And I was like, you got a thousand yards this year. What the hell? Like, yeah. Thousand yards from three different quarterbacks at that. Did it again. Yeah, it's a uh, it's it's interesting. I I am not feeling great if I'm a Jacksonville fan. Like Hell this no. is this this you'll find out a lot about how this team is structured by how well this game goes because it's just win and you get in. It's that simple. You don't need any favors from anybody else. Go out, prove it. Be the better football team, which you are than Tennessee. But you have to go out and prove it on the field in a game like this. Um. The next one we've got is the Texans and Colts, and it is a wild one. So the Colts get in if uh, Jacksonville loses or ties, and then Jacksonville wins, or if they tie and Jacksonville loses. Um, The other way that they can get in, oh, the Colts get in if they win too. So if the Colts win, they're in. They I didn't realize the that. Seed probably right. Yeah, yeah. They get they get the final playoff spot there if they win. So they don't need help from from anyone there. So yeah, they're they're again the Colts somehow every year find themselves in the last week of the season playing for a playoff spot, and you're just like, how how do you guys do even, this every year? Yeah, not even playing. Winning, you get in. That is where they're at. They were that's where they were going into Jacksonville, and they got stunk on last time that they had this scenario. Luckily they're not in Jacksonville this week. They're playing Houston, but again, so what was, so Houston's got to, got to have some other things happen with the win to get in. Correct? No, they don't. Houston has to, Houston has to win. That's it. So I basically, whoever wins, what's I got to see what the Steelers is now. Cause now I'm confused. Oh, so the Steelers is the one that you're like, Holy moly. Okay, so the situation for the Steelers to get in here, hang on, is they have to win. Buffalo has to lose. That's one. They win. Jacksonville loses. That's another one. They win. Houston and Indianapolis tie. They get in. Um, Pittsburgh ties. Jacksonville loses. Houston 
Indiana doesn't end in a tie or the other one is Jacksonville loses Denver wins. And then Houston, Indiana doesn't end in a tie. So Jesus it's so that basically the Steelers are, are almost out at this point. Like there's a very, very few, like Buffalo, basically the, the best shot that they have, um, is basically buff. They win Buffalo loses and then they win in Jacksonville loses is pretty much how that goes down. Yeah. Well, it's okay. Pittsburgh already won their Super Bowl. Mike Tomlin doesn't have a losing record. Hang the banner. They're good for the yeah. year. They've accomplished their goal. The new standard in <laughs> Pittsburgh has already been hit for the year. They're yeah. they're good. So And they're and they're playing Baltimore who's not playing anybody. So really like the teams that need to be nervous is really Buffalo and Jacksonville, right? Um, you could say they're not playing anybody. We got a pro bowler at the helm still. So Yeah, that's true. I forget that. No, I as much as I like to joke about the Tyler Huntley Pro Bowl stuff, I die on the inside every time I hear it because like true football fans know that Pro Bowls mean next to nothing. Tyler Huntley being a Pro Bowl took literally any credibility that the Pro Bowl had as an accolade is gone. It's dead in the water. I will never, ever, ever like it who's, means nothing to me now. Who was the third quarterback in that room? In in our room last year? No, no, no. In that Pro Bowl room. Because it was Mac Jones, Tyler Huntley, and then who was the third guy? Do you know? I, I don't know off the top of my head. Because Tyler Huntley was the last fill-in. Because like Burrow, Burrow went to the Super Bowl, Lamar was hurt, Patty yeah. opted out, like there I know, so I know Mac Jones was, was a fill in too. Somebody else but declined. What you will see is like, and I don't, I'm going to butcher the numbers and probably disrespect Tyler Huntley a little bit, but like, I think he had one passing touchdown in the four games he played and he was a pro bowler last year. Like it was, there was, there was not even numbers, like let alone the optics of a backup quarterback being named as a replacement starter for a pro bowl. I think we were like two and two and he had one passing touchdown and two picks. And they were like, give it to him. Shoot me. I hate it. Yeah, but, it's a, it's a it's a pretty sad scenario. Yeah, I'm glad Bowl. Pittsburgh is on the outside looking in. That makes yeah. me feel good because I have long. I want Pittsburgh to be good. I want that right. Like that is the one rivalry that I truly cherish in the AFC North. And as much as they still compete, right? They they're one of our three losses. They're one of Baltimore's three losses this year, right? Kenny Pickett has a got a win earlier this year against Baltimore. But, like, that rivalry has just not been anything in the last four years to me because Pittsburgh's not competing for Super Bowls anymore. They're competing for nine wins and a non-losing season for Mike Tomlin is what it feels like. Yeah, pretty much. Like, I I would rather Cleveland be good than Pittsburgh, if we're being honest. Like, if I could pick a team, I'd I'd pick Cleveland, like, all day. Um, But that's just me, me personally. Yeah, Yeah, my my thoughts on – because AFC North has went relatively unchanged for a very long time. Pittsburgh and Baltimore duke it out for the top spot a lot of the time. Cincinnati, out you know, outside of recently, right? They had their two three years where Andy Dalton, right? They won twelve games one year. I don't like, yeah, like they've also been they've been on a similar trajectory as Pittsburgh more where because the Carson, Carson Palmer years they were always good but never won a solid. playoff game yeah, yeah the it made the playoffs wins. a lot yeah they were like a 10 win team but never could win a playoff game and then you had the Andy Dalton years where again they were always pretty good but never great I think did yeah, they they, a, they didn't win a playoff game with him either did they 
I they may have. I remember they had a twelve and four season with Andy Dalton, but again, yeah. regular season doesn't mean jack at the end of the day. Truthfully, yeah. so like my my thought is like people always ask me like what I think about my division. Like I have a lot of respect, but a lot of hatred for Pittsburgh as of late. I have zero respect and probably more hate for Cincinnati because Joe Burrow caked walked through the two worst years of the AFC North um, the last two years, and I'm like. This is our division now. I was like, it is never going to be as easy as it has been for Cincinnati the last two years. Yeah, I wish Joe Burrow wouldn't have got hurt because I would have loved to have like staked my claim on that this year, but I can't because he went down. And then Cleveland. Now, as much as <laughs> there's there's two sides of this coin, right? I do not want to see them in the playoffs at all. But at the end of the day, Cleveland is Cleveland, right? And they same are. thing with the Dallas Cowboys. The the worst enemy for the worst enemy for the Cleveland Browns is the is themselves. Yeah. The guys that look them back in the mirror every morning. That's who Cleveland's worst enemy is. So, so with with us going through all of that, who are your three teams that get in? Three teams to get in with the scenarios there. Um, I can give you mine. I'm ready for, to give you mine. Yeah, so I you go for it. I think Buffalo wins, so they end up in the two seed. Miami fills a wild card spot. To the six seed. Yeah. And then wait, is there four teams that can get in? How is that right? Is that, is that right? One, no, because Miami's three, Miami's locked in the playoffs. They're oh, Miami's seed. in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, sorry. That's where my math was going wrong. So yeah. Buffalo wins. Buffalo gets the two. Jacksonville wins. They get uh the fourth seed. And then I think Houston beats uh Indianapolis to get the final wild card spot. Yeah, I have a slightly different – does Buffalo have a shot if they lose to Miami? They do. Uh, they would need a Pittsburgh loss. Wait. Yeah, Pittsburgh loss gets them in. How does that work? Yeah. Because Pittsburgh would nab the seventh seed with a win probably. Yeah, so Pittsburgh has to lose – or Jacksonville has to lose or Houston and Indy have to tie. These are three <sighs> ways that road. they get in. I, I believe with a loss. Yeah. I think Miami locks up your two seed. And then I'm thinking Houston's going to pull out the game in Indy and make it. And uh, Jacksonville, I think, which I will, if Miami makes it, I got to pick another team. I guess well, the Steelers don't slip the seven. Wait, I don't know what the scenario so, is if so, Pittsburgh so. wins mm-hmm. and Buffalo loses, who your seven seed ends up being at that Pittsburgh. point. Even with Correct. a Buffalo loss, Pittsburgh makes it. Pittsburgh makes it. Buffalo doesn't make it. Wow. Shit. There's no, I, I don't believe that. there's, there's no scenario. I don't think where Pittsburgh and Buffalo both make it out outside of like Buffalo winning. There's no then, scenario where Buffalo loses and Pittsburgh makes it in. It's either or like gotcha, either yeah, Buffalo yeah. wins and then Pittsburgh can still make it, but then it takes some stuff for that's them. That's where get it's there. the nine step process. I don't yeah. think I'm not fully guaranteed the Pittsburgh wins this weekend. Truthfully, Baltimore sitting their starters aside. Yeah. 
That they're another team, team that's like Mason Rudolph. What are you going to get? Like it can be kind of all over the map there. So I kind of want them to make the playoffs truthfully. Like let's let Pittsburgh in and let's watch them get absolutely fucking embarrassed by whoever the hell yeah. the two seed ends up. Being. So, so lock in who is who, what's your final guess here? I think Miami locks up the two seed. Okay. So I guess Pittsburgh's a seven and then Houston wins. Jacksonville wins. Okay. So that's so where that's you're your... sitting. So you're sitting Miami at two, KC, Jacksonville, and then Houston, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh, I guess. Your Pittsburgh. Teams. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not putting Pittsburgh, and I think Buffalo, Buffalo, it'd just be, I think, I think Sean McDermott gets fired if they lose. Yeah, I was like, I don't think Pittsburgh gets in either, but I have, I have to, I, the continuity, I have Miami picked in my bets, so I have to have them as the two seed. Mm-hmm. So that's the yeah. tough spot. I mean, I mean, but Buffalo still gets in if Pittsburgh loses. So if you think, yeah, and I mean that that is still a, a well worth possibility. Yeah, like I said, I even with the starters sitting in Baltimore, I think that that Pittsburgh team might go down as one of the worst playoff teams we've ever seen, seen. if they make it. So okay, let's uh, let's spend some time in the NFC. NFC is a little bit less complicated, luckily. Thank God. Um, yeah, because <laughs> we killed some time already. Yes. So 49ers are in Detroit is in Dallas is in not locked into the division. The Rams are also in, uh, they can't win the division. They're locked in as a playoff team or wildcard team. And Philadelphia is also in. So we have two spots up for grab here. Um, the most obvious one being the NFC South who would have guessed, right? So, um, we'll start out with the, the simplest of the two, um, the Bucks versus the Cardinals. If the Bucks win, they're in. It's over. Um, and I think this is a game where it's interesting because as much as Kyler Murray wants to go out and win this game, the Cardinals want to lose this game to keep their their pick kind of locked where it is. So um, it's a little bit different where Tennessee isn't really necessarily vying for a better pick. You know, they're already, I think they're, in the they're in the in the later tens or like just outside that that range. So for them, they're more likely to want to play spoiler than they are worried about their pick. The Cardinals are more worried about their pick though. Um so that's the Cardinals that, lose this yeah. game. They might get Cardinals lose this game. They might get Marvin Harrison Jr. Truthfully. Yeah, yeah. I think it puts them in a better spot to get Marvin Harrison Jr., which is honestly what they want to do. That or they want to go get an offensive tackle and have their choice of them. Um so that's the easy one. And I guess this one is also kind of easy too. If Green Bay wins against Chicago, they get in. It's it's that easy. Pretty so simple. yeah, for for everybody else, that's just for the title. So for the Falcons to get in, the only way they get in is to win the division. So Tampa Bay has to lose and they have to win. The same is true for the Saints. Um they have to win and get in. Um and then Seattle and Minnesota is where it gets real kind of messy. Um, for Seattle, Seattle needs to win. Green Bay needs to lose, or they can tie and Green Bay loses. Um, and then plus Tampa Bay has to lose or tie, which is just messy. And then, yeah, Minnesota, it's even worse. New Orleans has to win. Tampa Bay has to lose in order for them to get the NFC South. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That We knew that. Um, that's not Minnesota, Tim. Here we go. Minnesota. So Minnesota needs to win. Green Bay needs to lose. The Seahawks need to lose and Tampa Bay needs to lose. So can Tampa Bay, can Tampa Bay get in if they still lose? Is that possible? 
If it sounds like it, sounds like they could slip the seven seed still. If the Cardinals win, because Cardinals are out of the playoffs, right? They're just playing spoiler to the Seahawks at that. Yeah, point. yeah. Cardinals are out. Tampa Bay clinches a spot with a Tampa Bay tie plus a Seattle loss plus a Green Bay loss, or they can get it with a Tampa Bay tie and a New Orleans loss. How that works, I I don't know. But the math on some of these get real fucky real quick. And honestly, I think this one is the simplest to me because I think um, ultimately what I I think ends up happening is. I think Tampa Bay wins, right? Too much to prove. Baker Mayfield's played too good all year to blow it at this point. Um, so I think Tampa Bay gets in. And then the other thing I think happens, which is wild to say, but I think Chicago surprises Green Bay and upsets them. And then that ultimately puts uh, the Seahawks in. So what's, Rummy, one more time, what's the Saints scenario to get in? So the Saints have two scenarios to get in. So. Uh, they have to win, and then Tampa Bay has to lose. They get the NFC South. The way they get a wild card spot is they win, Seattle loses, and Green Bay loses. So they need they need to win, and then two teams need to lose. Mm. And then and then you can do it with a tie. But yeah, ties just yeah. Don't exist. I'm not take the ties out. I'm not gonna yeah. ever ever in a million years am I banking on a fucking tie. So so basically view it like this. Like this is this is the ranking of like the seven seed for the wild card. It would go um it would go Green Bay and then Seattle and then New Orleans and then the Vikings. So if Green Bay wins, they're in. In if Seattle wins and Green Bay loses, they're in. And then the Saints need uh the Packers to lose, the Seahawks to lose, then they get in, and Minnesota needs all three of those latter teams to lose, and they win, and then they get in. So it's a it's a rather confusing one. I don't know. Does the Falcons have the same outcome or no? No. Falcons are only playing for the division. So Falcons Basically, can't be the seventh seed. They're out. They've got to win or they are out. They have to win, and then Tampa Bay has to lose, and then they're otherwise they're out. So, so they could win. Tampa Bay wins. They're still out. They're still out. Correct. Yep. Wow, that sucks. So I think it you is... hit the. Oh, I'm just. I think your playoff scenario is right on it. Uh, I think because I think New Orleans is going to win, right? And I agree with Tampa winning. Um, but I, I don't know if the Cardinals are going to. I can't see them like being like, I, yeah, let's run out there and beat Seattle. Like, yeah, I, I that's why I think Seattle ultimately gets in. I think Chicago, there's nothing. This would be the Super Bowl for Chicago. Like to be very clear in Justin Fields, if he went out and spoiled the Packers seasons and then they go, they end up going eight and nine. I think it put him at. Is that right? I want to say it is. Um, I think that would be as good of a feeling. Yeah, I'd make them eight and nine. Like that is the biggest win you could have for Chicago, right? Like, and at this point in the year, yeah, and not even just for Chicago, for Justin Fields. I mean, you got to think this kid is still playing for his job. There is yeah. nothing decided when it comes to the number one overall pick right now, and for a franchise who's, despite having as legendary quarterbacks as they've had and only reigning two Super Bowls. The second thing that they kind of hang their hat on, and it was more so Aaron Rodgers than the franchise itself, but Jordan Love continued the tradition in the first game that they played this year, is Green Bay's ownership of the Chicago franchise in general. Yeah. Right? I know it was an Aaron Rodgers thing, 
Uh, Jordan Love continued the tradition earlier on this year. So I think it means a lot to the city of Chicago and the team for them to get a huge win. And if Justin Fields captains them to that and bounces them from the playoffs, it does a lot for him keeping his job in Chicago this offseason. So I, I agree with you. I think they pick up a win. I think New Orleans wins, but Tampa locks up the division. I can't see the Cardinals beating the Seahawks, and that's what lets Seattle slip the seventh seed in. Yeah. The only thing otherwise is if Kyler Murray and them, they really do go out and beat them, then New Orleans is in, as you said. And and I don't think that's impossible, right? Like I'm not. It's saying not. Yeah, it's not out of the question. But Kyler Murray's playing for a lot too, and I just I think Justin Fields is playing for so much that it it matters to him. There's 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 significant value in this game for him. And for sure. and yeah, and and for Justin, but also like the support that he's gotten from the fan base and from his locker room in the last three weeks. I don't know if there's going to be a more motivated team going into week 18 than the Chicago bears are going to be. And, and Justin Fields is not only playing for his job, right? Like in Chicago, he's playing, this is, this is a tryout for the next team too. If they yeah. decide to move on, right? Like Chicago is really hoping he wins, right? Like for them, the best thing is Justin Fields goes out there, throws 400 yards and four touchdowns and either somebody falls in love with him and offers them a first round pick or, they end up keeping them and, and not drafting another guy. So yeah, agreed. A lot of situations there. All right, let's jump into our bets of the week here. If you or anyone, you know, is struggling with a gambling addiction, excuse me, contact the problem gambling helpline at 800-522-4700. Professionals are available at 24 hours a day to take your call. Help is available at no cost to the problem gambler. Are there concerned others? Oh, excuse me. I don't know why I've got the hiccups all of a sudden, but Pretty good week for you and I. Uh, I went two and one. Um, brings me to 22, 25 and a push on the season. So almost back up to that 500 record. If you know me, I typically do better as the season goes on. And I think last year I was perfect in the first round of the playoffs last year. I think I guessed yeah. all six games right. So I think you did too. I do remember that. Um, so I typically I typically do better when I understand like what's going on with these teams. So uh, this is a time of the year where I typically feel a lot better about myself. Um, so my first bet. Oh, go ahead and now I'll just jump into my bets. Why yeah, not? Yeah, just ruin it. Change it. Um, my first bet this week. I have the Texans minus one and a half versus the Colts. Obviously, that matches my playoff uh, matchup there. Ultimately, this game comes down to Gardner Minshew versus C.J. Stroud, and I think it would be a really nice, you know, cherry on top of the season for C.J. Stroud and. I just think they have better a better put together team right now. Um, I like the Colts. I like some pieces for them. I just don't know if the time is right now for them to come out and beat this. Um, the other one we just talked about. I've got the Bears plus three versus the Packers. Like I said, this is the this is the closest thing Justin Fields has been to a Super Bowl for him is this week right here. Um, I like him to come out and play really well. And if they don't win, I think it's going to be a damn close game. A damn close game. Last one I've got for you. This one, no playoff indications, but is Jets versus Patriots over 30 and a half. I'm going to ride the over um, and for the Patriots until they kind of, well, I guess this this is the last week that they have, but until that line kind of gets corrected, I, I really like, uh, like New England better in that spot just because Bailey Zappi is playing better than I want him to be playing. That's for damn sure. Um, so... I, uh, I like a scenario where, you know, 30 points is easy. I think the Patriots easily can put up 21 and then the Jets can put up 10 in this game. So 
Yeah. Um, for me, I also went two and one last week. I cashed on San Fran minus 12 and a half versus Washington, Baltimore and Miami's over at 46 and a half hit. Seattle did fall. Did they? I don't, they won that game against Pittsburgh. I had them at minus three and a half. They did not cover that spread. I do know that for a fact. Um, puts me at uh, 25, 13, and one on the year. A dynamite effing year, right? Tim tends to turn it on towards the playoffs. Things become more absolute. We understand what's happening. He kind of kicks it on. I am your average better. Just pure dumb luck. 25, 13, and one. Just picking games by the feel of it, and I've just been red effing hot this year. So um, my three last picks here, and I'll tell you that if you are really looking for some gambling advice, figure out who's got player incentives coming up this weekend. Stick yeah. to player props. Your safer props. picks. But that's not what we do here, right? We're picking games. We're picking over-unders. I've got Miami plus three versus Buffalo. Again, following the playoff prediction, opposite of yours. Um, Miami's at home. They're somehow three point underdogs at home against Buffalo playing for the two seed and home field advantage. If there's ever a time for this team to be like F everything you guys think about us, this is the game. How do you respond after getting shellacked by Baltimore against the division opponent with home field advantage on the line? How do you respond? I think they respond well. I think Mike McDaniels could get this team motivated and get them moving in the right direction. Um, I also have Baltimore and Pittsburgh under 35 and a half. To be honest with you, I was stretching for a third pick back to the old reliable well of an AFC North under. You have Mason Rudolph and Tyler Huntley going at it in this game. Baltimore is resting starters, but still I think they're a very well-coached team. And I think – Mike McDonald at the helm, even with second and third stringers in against Mason Rudolph, I think Baltimore's defense still does a pretty damn good job. Um, And I think this is going to be a close, tight game, and I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair. Could be completely wrong, but again, when you're stretched for picks, you you return to a well that that does you well, right? And uh, that well has treated me well in the past. Uh, speaking of a well that hasn't treated us well, that'd be the Atlanta Falcons. So again, with my third pick, just a big old middle finger to Atlanta. Give me New Orleans minus three in the last week of the season. Um, New Orleans obviously needs a win to stay in the playoff hunt. Obviously, they're still hoping on some other things to happen. Need a Tampa Bay loss to get the division. Um, but uh, truthfully, they looked really good last week. Their defense cranked it back to kind of what they were playing against Tom Brady, right? Where, I mean, Tom Brady was, well, I think it was one in five against the Saints when he was in Tampa Bay, right? Yeah, he struggled. And it was strictly their defense, right? They were just flying around playing great football. I saw it again last week. They were a pretty reliable uh, bet for me early on in the year, too. I was kind of just betting on the defense. Derek Carr scored 21 points, and that was going to get a Saints win, and it worked a decent bit. And uh, so this pick is partially returning to that well again, but it's just more of a bigger double middle finger to Atlanta for probably racking up about half of Tim's losses and definitely gave me two or three of mine as well. If I could go back and give myself one piece of betting advice at the beginning of this year, it's like stop betting on the NFC South. Like I would bet on yeah, Tampa Bay and Atlanta. It. Like I'd just be like, stop doing that. Like these teams, you're never going to figure out how they're going to play week to week. So just don't do it. I think if you flipped half of your – 
incorrect NFC South picks, your record would be probably pretty damn, probably just about oh, as good as mine is. I wouldn't even be doing the show. I'd be making so much money on my actual betting at home. I'd be, <laughs> I'd be out. I'd be, I'd yeah. be living it big. So yeah, yeah. If you flipped all your Falcons bets, man, you probably would be pretty fucking sick. Killing it right that. now. I'd be killing it. So. Yeah. All uh, right, that's going to put a nice bow on episode, what is this, 19? Not 19. really sure at this point. Um, so if you made it through both parts, we greatly appreciate it. If you just like this part, thanks for listening to this too. So we yeah. we appreciate it. Um, you know, we, we're all over the place. We're on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, TikTok content's coming. Uh, it's just been a real struggle to find the time to to kind of make it, so... Yeah. You know, I'm not going to promise you when it's coming. It might be a next season ordeal, but you know, it'll be there yeah. eventually. It so. gave, you had to give us three, four weeks to get the username figured out. You got to give us another three, four weeks to not plan <laughs> yeah. the content. Right? I wasn't yeah. going to plan a content with user three six five two zero nine. You know, I wasn't exactly. going to do it. So, well, when I say I wasn't going to do it, I mean Tim wasn't going to do I'm it. I'm going to so. do it exactly. <laughs> yeah. But all right, we will uh, hope you enjoy this final week of football, and we'll see you next week for uh, for a wild card edition.